Welcome to Unlawyerly, where we talk about life, the pursuit of happiness, and some law. This is Ramin. It's time to get unlawyerly. So as of November 2021, there was 4.5 million people who quit their jobs. Poof! No more jobs. Where did all these people go? If the trends have continued in the manner since COVID, my best bet would be that these people either have found a self-employed job, they started their own business. Yes, they could have gone to work somewhere else, but I think a majority of the people are now moving toward working for themselves, starting their own businesses, becoming entrepreneurs. And what a perfect time than COVID. And one of the questions I often get as a CPA and also as a lawyer is, Ramin, does it make sense for me from a tax standpoint to form an entity, to create an LLC? And some of the other things that most people don't know, is it better to elect to be treated as an S-corporation? What about a corporation? What about a partnership? So I want to talk a little bit about that. But first, it would be very unlawyerly of me if I didn't say or provide this disclaimer. None of the things that I'm saying here is meant to be tax advice or construed that I'm giving any type of legal advice. As always, you should work with your CPA, you should work with an accountant, you should work with a lawyer to help make sure that your answers are uh, answered, your questions are answered, because as most lawyers know, it's based on facts and circumstances and things vary. So, of course, this is just more of a primer. It gives you the flavor as far as what some things you need to consider and hopefully will be educational enough for you to take into account for things that you need to uh, consider when you are thinking about setting up an LLC. Of course, if you have any unique questions, you can certainly reach out to me uh, and we can discuss. But again, none of this is meant to be or is tax advice or legal advice. So entrepreneurs, small business owners, even people who have side hustles, does it make sense from a tax standpoint to create an entity, to form an entity? Let's take a step back. Usually when I talk about these things, I like to give basics. I like to lay the foundation out. Let's say you start a business and are you thinking about starting a business or a side hustle and it's you as the individual. You as the individual, you're considered for tax purposes a sole proprietor. And for taxes, it's going to be done through your personal taxes, through what is referred to as the Schedule C. You'll have the amount of money that comes in, minus your expenses. And yes, there are various expenses and there are rules to what can be expensed and what can't be. And based upon that, you'll get what is called your net profit. Most individuals, they're what's considered cash basis taxpayer. And what that basically means is the money that you receive versus the money that goes out is what's ultimately going to uh, determine what your net profit is for the year and the taxes gets uh, calculated based upon that. Now, I'm not here to talk about the calculation of taxes. That's for another day. But what about forming an entity? The LLC is the most often asked about, and rightfully so. It's, it stands for a limited liability company, and LLCs are creatures of state statute. And what does that mean? Each state, it's going to have its own separate laws regarding what an LLC is meant to do. But ultimately, the gist of it is an LLC is meant to protect the individual 
from any liabilities or things that happen in the business. And there are exceptions, i.e. if you become a guarantor for something, for example. But an LLC is meant to protect your personal assets from your business assets. And when you create an LLC, if you're a single member, meaning there's only one individual in it, i.e. you, for tax purposes, assuming no elections are made, you are considered a sole proprietor still. It's still going to be a Schedule C type filing, i.e. it's going to be done through your personal tax return. And based upon, again, the amount of money that comes in minus the expenses, that net profit, so let's say you brought in $100,000 net of expenses, that net profit is going to be subject to self-employed taxes and ordinary income taxes. So what's one way that you could save? Well, some people decide that they're going to create a single member LLC, but they're going to make a check the box, what was referred to or what is referred to as check the box, and be treated as an S corporation. Now, the thing about an S corporation, when you check the box and you uh, change your entity, your LLC, to be treated as an S corporation, is it's still considered what is a flow through entity. Just like the LLC, single member LLC, it's considered flow through because everything goes to the owner, i.e. the person that created it. But one thing about an S corporation that I often highlight that differs from if you were a sole proprietor, a single member LLC with no uh, elections, is the IRS allows you, well, requires you, I should say, to give yourself a reasonable salary. Now, what is a reasonable salary? The IRS is not going to necessarily tell you, but they give a various factors that you need to take into account to determine what your reasonable salary is. And most often when it comes to audits where people who have S corporations where they get dinged is if they're not giving themselves a reasonable salary or believe it or not, some people are not giving themselves any salary and you need to as an officer employee of the company. So let's say in that hypothetical, you made $100,000. But as an S corporation, a reasonable salary for your line of work is $40,000. Well, that $40,000 is going to be subject to self-employed taxes. Of course, your ordinary income tax rate. And self-employed taxes is a misnomer because the corporation, the S corporation, is going to pay the employer portion and you would be considered an employee of the S corporation is going to pay your employee portion. Kind of like any other W-2 company that you may have worked for where you get a W-2 at the end and a box has for the withholdings, Social Security, Medicare. But what happens to that remaining $60,000? $100,000 money that came in minus that $40,000, which is considered wages. It's a deduction for the S corporation. That $60,000 is going to be considered distribution, whether or not it goes to your bank account, as ordinary income, which is not subject to that self-employed piece, but only to the ordinary income taxes. So right there, when people ask me, what is one way, all else being equal, that I can save money, assuming that your reasonable salary is differs from the amount of money that you bring in, is creating an LLC, checking the box, and creating uh, or electing to be treated as an S corporation. Now, in situations where you have multi-member, i.e., let's say you and your friend decide that you are going to create a business. You have this fabulous business idea. By default, 
that entity where there are two people is considered a partnership. And you know, you'll for the most part, you'll go apply for an EIN, you'll create the uh, LLC within the state that you are operating under, but by default, not making any other elections, it's considered a partnership and it's going to be subject to the partnership rules of the IRS code. But you could still decide, hey, I'm going to treat it or elect it to be treated as a um, S corporation, for example. And in that particular case, it requires one additional form that needs to be filed. And it has to be done within a certain period of time. I won't go into related safe harbors, but if you have created an entity and you are considering, you know, uh, uh, choosing to treat it as uh, an S corp, for example, or a corporation, I would do it sooner rather than later. But of course, I would advise you speak with a CPA or a lawyer to see what is the best route. But from a tax standpoint, going back to the initial question, does it make sense to create an LLC? You don't always have to do it. You can be treated as an individual, a sole proprietor. One of my clients, for example, came to me and said, hey, Ramin, I'm thinking about starting my own business. Uh, I don't know if I should do it as a sole proprietor or if I should create an LLC. And we discussed it. We discussed some of the things related to liability mitigation. Uh, we also looked at it from a tax standpoint where we looked at should you treat it as a corporation or as S corporation or leave it as a single member. And one of the things based upon those particular facts and circumstances we decided was he was just going to leave it as a single member LLC, which as a way of review is considered a sole proprietor for tax purposes. And the next year he was going to revisit and see if it made sense to change it to a S-Corp, for example. And he would have been within the safe harbor, assuming the timeline and the way that he continued the accounting purposes of the business was made. So there are options. From a tax standpoint, there are tax savings. Now, if you were to ask me about expenses, regardless of what type of, um, whether you're treating as a sole proprietor, you create an LLC, you choose to be elected, uh, treated as a uh, S corp or creating a corporation or partnership, you're able to have expenses. I will put a little asterisk that if it's a hobby, hobbies are treated very differently. And there are certain questions and factors that you need to assess to determine whether you have a hobby or you're there for the purposes of having a for-profit business, even if you have a loss. But with expenses, whether you're treated as a sole proprietor, i.e. it's you operating as the individual, you are treated as a single member LLC, you are a partnership, or make the election for an S corporation or corporation, you're able to deduct expenses that are reasonable and ordinary to your line of work. Now, what are those expenses? Look, there's a lot of rules that goes into it. Often what I tell people who are thinking about starting their businesses is keep track of all of your expenses. And before you make a major purchase, whatever that threshold is for you, speak with a professional to determine what are its implications. For example, I had another client who wanted to purchase a vehicle under the business name. And right now there is bonus depreciation. Depreciation basically allows you to expense a certain amount of an asset purchase, i.e. a car, within limitations. And so we went through that analysis to see how much was he going to be able to deduct? Which route was it better to take? Uh, and so with expenses, even if you're not sure if it's something that can be expensed, I often advise 
keep track of everything because when it comes down to tax season or tax returns, your professional can look through it, determine what can be expensed and what can't be. But of course, major expenses should be discussed earlier in advance. So just because you have an entity form or you don't have an entity formed does not mean that uh, you won't be able to deduct expenses. Another thing to highlight, because one of the other things that I'll go into is um, taxes for influencers, whether you're a social media influencer, a blogger, or something like that. There are important things to keep in mind related to expenses. And the reason being is the law often is behind changes in what's going on in the environment. For example, cryptocurrency has been around for a while now, uh, relatively speaking, and the laws are starting to catch up with it. Same thing with like influencers or certain lines of work, cryptocurrency uh, mining, for example. The laws will eventually catch up. There are some guidance that's being provided, but it hasn't caught up to where things are. And so depending on your profession or what you're doing, the expense side of it, certain things can be expense, certain things cannot be. Uh, but whether you create an entity or not is not always going to make the difference. But if you do have an entity created, there will be available options. You know, For example, if you wanted to create a 401k, if you wanted to uh, have a pension plan, healthcare expenses, purchasing major assets, uh, there are advantages to creating an entity. Now, not knowing anything else, if somebody were to come to me and say, hey, Ramin, I'm thinking about starting a business, would I most often advise creating an entity versus running it as the individual? Yes, I would. It's just a matter of what type of entity needs to be created. You see, as lawyers, what we often try to do is one, we try to mitigate your liability. We try to think ahead in terms of what problems may come so you don't have those problems. And when those problems do arise, we try to find ways to help protect your interests. So when people do come to me and say, hey, look, I'm thinking about starting a business, I will advise you may consider an LLC. And the tax implications for it often means that you will have additional savings if you create an entity, you choose to be treated as an S corporation, for example, or even as a corporation. Um, one thing I will note about a corporation, a C corp versus a S corp, corporations that are C corporations are taxed very differently than, for example, a single member LLC, a partnership, an LLC with an S corp election. And there is often double taxation. There's a taxation at the corporation level. And right now, the tax rate for uh, corporations are at a flat rate, may change. And then there's a taxation at the shareholder level. So there are two types of tax from that. But certainly something to consider. For most people who have personal service businesses, um, you know, uh, I don't always advise going with a C corporation route. But anyway, that's just basically a primer for uh, entity election. Uh, I understand it may have not gotten into all of the things associated with it, uh, but there are various categories, there are various options that you have available. Um, and you know, for, for each one of these, uh, there is also, let me kind of take a step back, a uh, question that I often get related to our payroll taxes. How does that work? As a single member LLC, 
you will have to still make your quarterly estimated tax payments. If you are treating it as a manner where you are the employee of a particular uh, entity, i.e., for example, uh, an S corporation, you'll do payroll filings, quarterly filings, whether they're 940, uh, 944, 941, etc. And those act like uh, the quarterly tax payments, but you may also be subject to federal unemployment tax and state unemployment tax if you go the route outside of a sole proprietor or single member LLC. So there's a lot that goes into it. There are a lot of advantages. Uh, the best thing to do to be prudent, act early. If you are thinking about starting a business, you know, you could research online, but speak with a professional so that you can at least have the foundation of it structured in a manner that it's going to give you long-term tax savings because there are plenty of it. Talk next time. As always, I appreciate you and thank you for listening to Unlawyerly. My name is Ramin Mohammed. You can catch me on Instagram at Unlawyerly with Ramin, unlawyerly.com on our website. Of course, please feel free to subscribe to our YouTube. That's it for today. My name is Ramin again, and it's been Unlawyerly. Thank you.